How you doing? Glad you're here. Glad you're joining us. So I figured this week we have a, a week left to go before the election. And since the box office is not doing very well, can't even muster up over $5 million because nobody's putting out new movies. We have a few new movies mixed in with some really old ones, if, as you can see by Hocus Pocus and Monsters, Inc. So I figure with one week to go in the election that we would take a look at some election movies, some political movies that you might want to relax yourselves by, get away from the crazy news, the crazy pictures, and the crazy, just crazy, for a little bit as things come to a close and come to a who knows. So let's grab a remote, grab some popcorn, grab your friend, and let's take a little bit of time to watch the movies. So welcome to our curated list of movies surrounding the election. Mostly the primary, the presidential election, but we've thrown in some other election stuff there in the bats. And we have a little bit of a top 10 movie list that you th might be interested in as you look for movies to watch between now and November 3rd. Let's get going. Number 10. This one came to us in 1998, and it's about a story about Henry Burton, who's a young African-American, political idealist, grandson of a civil rights leader, and he's, re he's recruited to join the campaign of Jack Stanton, who was played by John Travolta. He's a charismatic governor of a southern state running for, guess what, president of the United States. Along the way, it comes out that, guess what, there's a sex scandal. Kathy Bates earned an Oscar nom for her portrayal of Stanton's campaign investigator. Didn't win, but well-deserved anyway. Tom Hanks was originally the offered this role by Mike Nichols, the director, but he turned it down. Now, number nine. Had a little fun with this one. This one has a special place in my heart, so that's why I kind of one of the reasons why I threw it in here, and that is Head of State. Given to us in 2003, story about a presidential candidate who dies unexpectedly while on the campaign trail, but then a, the political bullies around him get together and they throw in his place, this candidate, the DC councilman and Mays Gilliam, and he's picked to be the replacement knowing full well that he's going to lose. Or will he? And it sets up some fun comedy, a good story with some not too bad acting and not too bad direction by first time director, Chris Rock and head of state. Again, like I said, this is Chris Rock's first trip behind a director's chair. The name actually, Maze Gilliam, comes from a combination of two awesome former baseball players who are no longer with us. The first one, can only guess, Mays, Willie Mays of the New York Giants. The second one, I'll give you a chance. If you said Jim Gilliam, a.k.a. Junior Gilliam, you were correct, who played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Now, for me, this movie was one of the last times I 
was an extra in a movie, and I got to throw eggs at, no, not Chris Rock, well, sort of Chris Rock, but this. Now, unlike most movies, I didn't get to do it 14 times, but I did get to throw eggs, and it was kind of fun. Jumping into number eight, which was given to us in 1997. Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, star in Barry Levinson's political comedy about that right before the election, a spin doctor and a Hollywood producer get together in an effort to fabricate a war to cover up a presidential sex scandal. Hmm, wonder if that ever happened for real. Maybe it did, maybe we will, we will never know. This movie actually came out after, or sorry, it came out before it was released and right after that, or soon after that, we had Bill Clinton became involved in his own sex scandal with Monica Lewinsky. Don't think there's any coincidence, don't think it was all connected, but nonetheless. Now, Dustin Hoffman and the screenplay were both nominated for Oscars. Sadly, neither of them won. Now, speaking of Bill Clinton, number seven is a documentary, and there's so many political documentaries out there, so many good documentaries that you can throw in this list, but I chose The War Room that was given to us in 1993. This was a chronicle of Bill Clinton's 1990, 1992 presidential bid, mainly about the folks that actually ran the campaign. It was less about Bill Clinton than it was more about people like James Carville and George Stephanopoulos. It was a thorough comp, uh, run through and gave us just the inside, behind the scenes look at what it takes to get a president elected. Going through all the no stones unturned kind of thing where it gave us everything, including a little chilling cinematic conclusion. And so if you are a documentary person or a pseudo historical docu documentary kind of person, this might be for you. Not, again, doesn't matter whether what your opinions are of Bill Clinton and his presidency, but just an opportunity to see the inner workings of what it's like and what it takes to get somebody elected to the presidency. Probably a little bit different now because that was over, you know, t almost, almost 30 years now, 25 years now. But still, nonetheless, a good documentary to check out. And now we have a cute story involving a president. No, that doesn't happen often, but here we have the American president. Brought to us in 1995 again. Now, there's some decent movies in, in that period about the presidency and the election. What a U.S. president running for election and an environmental lobbyist fall in love. And then, of course, the movie goes into what it takes to kind of hide and you know, what he does to hide, not hide, but kind of keep it quiet and under wraps. Because um, nowadays, uh, probably something that would be highly frowned upon if, in fact, we were ever to have a president who was single, male or female, uh, which would be very interesting, by the way. But we would see. Now, Robert Redford was actually offered the role first before Michael Douglas, but then he and the director, Rob Reiner, had a falling out. So Rob Reiner just stayed on as producer. And interestingly enough, the number that President Shepard, Michael Douglas, gives Sidney to uh, Annette Benning to call him was the actual number at the time. I didn't try it this time. 
the actual switch word number at the White House. Who knew? I guess it's just a switchboard anyway. They're not going to put you through to the president. Or maybe they will. In 2008, we had John McCain run for president because the Republicans knew they were going to lose, or at least had a pretty good feeling they were going to lose. They gave him Sarah Palin as his running mate. Now, regardless of what you think about that whole move, almost kind of like a head of state thing, but in real life. And nonetheless, it, it, it didn't need its own movie, but it was entertaining enough. But we did. We made a movie uh, called Game Change, HBO. And it was actually, didn't come out until four years after the election. We all know that John McCain and Sarah Palin did not win. But it did come out showing us a little bit of the campaign trail and what she went through, what her family went through, what John McCain went through, and the people around her. And interviews with the real people around her said it was pretty accurate what happened and what the result of uh, the, what the end product was like. So, very interesting. Now let's move into, let's get away from the federal and, and big time presidential bids to something a little, little more localized. And let's go back to school with Napoleon Dynamite at, coming in at number four. And Napoleon Dynamite lives with his grandma and his 32 year old brother who, and he decides to help his friend Pedro run for class president. The adventure ensues with this nerdy kid who really hasn't taken on or become anything big in school before, takes on this opportunity to try and get his one of his best friends elected. School president, oddly enough, the name Napoleon Dynamite is a pseudonym used by a singer. Anyone? Anyone? Mueller. Yes, Elvis Costello for his 1986 album, Blood and Chocolate. It's just saying. Okay, number three, Ides of March. Came out 2011, an idealistic staffer for a new presidential candidate gets a crash course on dirty politics in his stint on a campaign trail. Now, this one was, I wanted to like it a lot better than I, than I did. Um, it, it kind of rode the up and down for me in terms of fun and boring and just, uh, it wasn't all there, even with George Clooney behind the director's chair, who I usually like behind a director's chair. Um, but nonetheless, it was an interesting look into dirty politics, if you will, which, of course, there's none of that today. All right? Yeah, okay. Didn't think so. Time for the last two. And I bet you you know at least one of them. One of them that I'm going to say. And it's a classic. And it is something that changed the... Changed journalism. It changed the president, the presidency and shaped things from the 70s forward. And I'm talking about all the president's men. The movie was in 1976, but the events happened before that. And of course, if you don't know the movie, it's about the Washington Post reporters at the time, Bob Woodward, Carl Bernstein, and how they uncovered the details of the Watergate scandal, which ultimately led to Nixon's resignation. Just a fascinating, fabulous movie. And if you like journalism, if you like politics, if you like journalism, 
it's it's an amazing movie. It's a must watch. It's something you really should see. And in fact, the the movie itself has been selected for preservation in the Library of Congress National Film and Registry and deemed of cultural and significant importance and you know, cultural and historical performance uh, significance. And it just really is something you you should go take a look at. If you're going to watch any movies out of this list between now and Tuesday, watch this one. Or if you want something a little bit lighthearted, you can watch the number one movie in our election movie list. Yes, I know some of you are thinking that that should be it, but I'm going to go a little lighthearted on this. Coming in at number one in our top ten election slash presidency movies for you to watch, I'm going to describe it to you and let me see if you can guess it. The high school class president, the election is coming up and approaching, and it looks like Tracy Flick is going to win. Unopposed. However, the gym teacher, Jim McAllister, has other plans. He convinces the jock, Paul Metzler, to run, which sets up a whole interesting change of events. Sabotage, moral issues, inspired underdogs. Who doesn't like an inspired underdog? And stirring speeches are all part of election. Alexander Payne's movie in homage to the election process. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my top 10 list of election slash presidency movies that I encourage you to go and watch. And now, a word from our sponsors. 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 Yes, I know, that was a lot of movies to watch and think about, wasn't it? And I hope you take some time to think about some of these movies and maybe go watch them before next Tuesday comes and goes. But whatever you do, please go vote. Millions of people are turning out in record numbers more than any time before already in early voting. So please, before the end of November 3rd, go vote. We owe it to our country to do so for whatever reason it is that drives you there and, and vote if you haven't already. And like always, I thank you very much for coming and hanging out with me and my lovely Bella Sheba here as we talked movies and Tuesday Ten Talk. And I'll be back again, and so will you. Thank you.